Made Up Audio Productions presents Gather the Suspects Episode 1 Bored to Death Sorry, could you get... Oh, sorry. Yeah, let me help you with your shopping. Oh, <laughs> thanks. You're on two, right? Yeah. Thanks. Oh, I'm Dan, by the way. Uh, I live on seven. Yeah, I've seen you about here a bit. Cara, I live on the second floor. Oh, um, for you already. Um, I'd offer to shake your hand, but... Um, yeah, that's right. You live with dressing gown guy. <laughs> yep. That's just a... Yeah, what's his deal? He caused quite the ruckus at the last residence association meeting. They were even talking about getting him banned after the gown incident. What? Jack? Oh, he's harmless. <sighs> Whatever you say. Wait. You and him aren't... You know. Are you? Oh, God, no. We're just old friends. It's convenient for both of us. You know, with everything like it is at the moment. Well, um, here's my stop. Nice to meet you, Dan. Likewise. Oh, hey, wait, don't forget your bags. <laughs> oh, <laughs> thanks. That's Dan. Or Dapper Dan, as Jack calls him. But compared to Jack, everyone's dapper. Dan lives in the penthouse of our building, and despite having no obvious job, he swans around all day looking immaculately groomed in a three-piece suit. I think before all this happened, he was a car salesman or a recruitment consultant. a nice enough guy. A bit full of himself. But what else has he got to do now in these crazy times and peacock around a block of flats? It's no better or worse than dealing with it by sitting in his pants and dressing gown all day. No worse. Just different. Different people have different ways of processing things, I guess. Talking of which... All right. I'm in the lounge. Of course you are. Is that what you've been doing all day? Huh? I just bumped into your favourite person on the left. Uh-huh. This monosyllabic vision in a flamingo patterned dressing gown is my housemate, Jack. Full-time unemployed, part-time scourge of the resident committee. Is this all you've done today? Play Tomb Raider? No, of course not. I'm hurt you'd even think so. I've also played The Last of Us, Resident Evil, and spent three hours trying to connect to the internet for a game of Call of Duty. Since the war, 
and the separation of Wales from his erstwhile big bro, the internet can be intermittent at best. And even when you can get on first time, the massive black hole left when both England and the US block their citizens from accessing it means useful content is thin on the ground at best. At least the rolling blackouts have stopped for now, I guess. What about that list you wrote last night? Did you manage to do any of it? Ah, take a look. Mate, this list literally just says play more PlayStation. Well, isn't that what all these self-proclaimed gurus keep banging on about? Make small achievable goals and soon you have a mountain or some crap like that. Well, at least if any zombies do ever decide to show up, I can sleep easy knowing you've got it covered. Wish some zombies would bloody show up. At least they wouldn't be so boring. What are you going to do? Chase them around with that blunt samurai sword you keep in your room? Hey, the guy I bought that from on eBay promised he could cut through anything. Cans, wood, imaginary metaphors for out-of-control consumerist culture. <sighs> Want a coffee? I think we still have some left. None left in the shops, and I couldn't face Kiwin for a third time to get into Morrison's. Uh-huh. So what did old Dapper have to say for himself, then? Our day of walking on the building, is it? Sure those hundred-pound Gucci shoes aren't made for that much activity, you know? Mate, you've literally sat on your arse all day. The only difference is, Dan has better dress sense. Oh, it's just Dan, now is it again, old chummy with our resident dilettante? Stop being such a snob, Jack. He was nice. As a matter of fact, he helped me carry my shopping all the way up here. Which is more than I can say for certain other dilettantes closer to home. How dare you! I'm a pretentious amateur at best. <laughs> at least you're honest. Ah, oh, good. Someone sane has arrived. That's Geraint coming home. He lives across the hall, but he basically spends 90% of his time at our flat. He has the unenviable job of stopping the next generation making the same horrific pigs here that we ever run in the world. So, he's often stressed, but I think I would be too in his position. He also has the patience of a saint, which helps. Oh, hey, what a long and stressful day that was. Can't wait to get out of these. Ooh, is that Tomb Raider? I want to go. <sighs> I guess sin is an increasingly fluid construct in today's world. Hey, did you ever play Space Invaders? I never had that game, see. No, it was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked, liked playing that. You too. Don't forget got a residence meeting in an hour, if we're still welcome after last time. What? Don't look at me. I was just making a point. I didn't realise that my gun would fly open like that. There was no need for all of that fuss. Maybe you should at least put some proper clothes on for this one. You know, to try and show some effort to smooth things over. And shackle myself in the chains of societal expectations? I think or not. 
sounds like he's joking. Problem is, he's really only half joking. Well, will you at least put some underwear on this time? Each week, the flats hold a meeting for all the residents. Before the world went to shit, there used to be monthly affairs where the older residents could come and moan about non-regulation flower boxes on balconies or how the light in stairwell B was still flickering. But when everything kicked off, they became weekly meetings aimed at keeping everyone up to date with important developments, disseminating government updates, generally just giving people a place to see other humans. Even though things are quieter here now, the weekly meetings have remained. Mainly out of habit. During the crisis, they brought us together. Now, they often serve as a reminder that we are a group of disparate people and personalities brought together through circumstance rather than a sense of shared ideals, which Jack is often all too eager to remind people. And Maciej was supposed to be on the early shift so he could take Lucas to school in the morning. Then the boss tells Maciej that Alex needs earlies to go work in the soup kitchen. What are we supposed to say to that no, let the kids starve? So Maciej is back on late, Santia. That's my best friend, Veronica. We work together at the Welltel call centre. She isn't saying much. Over half the people employed in Wales now work in the call centre. Normally, I'm not one for gossip, but I hate perfect Alex and her perfect husband, Gethin. They're just... Oh, I don't know. It's perfect. It's not natural. Soup kitchen. Hmm probably selling drugs to kids gotta be up to something no one can be that peppy all the hi cara i oh, love your top veronica thank you and Maché for letting me take the early shift my church is really thankful oh, too hi alex i thought it was a soup kitchen uh, yeah, it is. My church group runs a soup kitchen outside of City Hall for the homeless. God bless their souls. Anyway, have a great eve, guys. I'll see you tomorrow. What a bitch. What a bitch. Okay, everyone, settle down. Okay. Let's get started. That's Mr. Khan. He's the head of the residence committee. He's the walk-in definition of an old-school gentleman. Even Jack likes Mr Khan. A nicer and kinder man you couldn't wish to meet. Excuse me, this isn't some Peking street market. Will you quieten down? Proving that not all old-school attitudes are charming, that walking bag of bigotry and bile is Giles Hampson. He and his wife, that overgrown poodle sat next to him, have made rudeness an art form. Thank you, Giles, but I think I've got this under control. And I think it's Beijing now. Also, Mr and Mrs Bajracharya are from Pokhara in Nepal. No, <laughs> don't think I've got it under control. Anyway, thank you for coming, everyone. I appreciate the efforts to attend each week and to put your thoughts forward on how we can continue to make Prosperity Heights a safe and pleasant place to live. Firstly, Jimmy Rich sends his apologies to everyone. His new comedy tour starts tonight. He'll be entertaining the troops on the border in Monmouth tonight, so he can't be with us. Such a shame. 
Mr. Rich always brings a certain je ne sais quoi to proceedings. Even so, we must persist without such celebrity sparkle and get down to the business at hand. First order of business is... Ah, uh, yes. James and Will Jones from Pembroke House would like to talk about their upcoming charity collection for the war orphans. Oh, Giles. Not those horrid homosexuals. Oh, uh, oh well. Will and I have been working with the shelter in Dumbles Road, you know, to make sure things are looked after. See what I mean? As we go through a meeting, each speaker in turn gets the Hampson treatment as they very loudly talk about how so-and-so has got fat or the, the nice Hungarian family on the third floor reminds them of their gardener who stole apples. I'm all for finding the best in people, but that's an incredibly hard thing to do with the Hampsons. I mean... Who even's got the time needed to dig deep enough in that pit of acid to find something redeeming about them? Jack has already started shifting about uneasily. One more comment like the last one. We may be in for some sparkle in the evening after all. Just bring your donations, any unwanted toys, games, you know, or even a cash donation. Only if you can afford it, of course. Yeah, only if you can afford it, of course. Thank you, James. You and Will have been doing some sterling work, and I'm sure we are all really grateful for your efforts. It's disgusting. <sighs> On to the next item. I've got here that Dan Harris has something important he wants to talk to the group about. Actually, I've not seen him tonight. Dan, are you here? No? Okay. We'll continue to the next item on the agenda. Just a friendly reminder that if you can't make the meeting, try and pass me your excuses, I mean, your reasons, before the meeting. Next up, Mr. Giles Hampson. I would like to propose that a new rule be implemented immediately banning the use of any language but English in the communal areas. You're in Wales, you arrogant tosser! And so it goes on. It's pretty much how every residence meeting ends. At least on this occasion, Jack took our advice and wore clothes like an actual adult man. Still, at least someone stands up to the Hampson's prejudice. Mr Khan does his best to stop them taking over. But I think most of the residents are either too scared or too polite to tell them to cram their racist, homophobic and jingoistic views where the sun don't shine. Strange Dan was a no-show. He's always there. Garen says it's because he doesn't have anything better to do, like the rest of us do. Well, that was fun. Don't act like you don't enjoy feeding the Hampsons their asses. Well, it's cretins like the Hampsons that got us into this mess in the first place. The least they could do is show some shame or regret, but no. Oh, come on. That's not really fair. They're just two posh old gits stuck in their prejudices. They didn't start the war. No, but they voted enough times for those monsters that did. But we don't blame the cult members who are brainwashed into drinking the Kool-Aid, do we? We blame the cult leaders for exploiting people's fears and twisting them to turn a blind eye to unspeakable things. Yeah, but I'm willing to bet that any cult survivors weren't so keen on Kool-Aid after their experiences. I'm not saying don't keep pointing out their... Fascism? Intolerance. 
But just remember, there's 50-odd years of built-up prejudices in there. You can't just break that down overnight. Yeah, I guess. It's not like I go out of my way to start an argument with them. They just really rubbed me up the wrong way, you know? Yeah, I know. Did you see Khan's face when you called Mrs Hampson an angry wasp masquerading as a chihuahua? <laughs> I thought he was going to burst out laughing. Ha, yeah. Mr Khan is great. Without him, those meetings would be 100% Giles Bile. Did you know he was a spy? What? Mate, Khan wasn't a spy. He was? Rishi's wife told me. Linda, that's your big source. Really? Yeah, she knows what goes on around you. She said that she went to Khan's flat and there's loads of pictures of him with various world leaders. Not all friendly ones either. And, and he keeps all of his money in his flat as stamps. Stamps? Oh, well, that proves it then. We all know about James Bond's famous stamp collection. Mate, Linda's a gossip. Pictures of dictators and some mouldy old stamps don't prove anything. You say gossip. I say a good source of information. Of course stamps make sense. No paper trail, right? Jack, it's ridiculous. Get right, tell him. I don't know, Kay. We know Mr Khan worked for the Foreign Office. He's told us before. Stranger things have happened. Oh, good grief. Last bastion of common sense around you has fallen. Jack, you just want it to be true because you're bored. You and Linda Patel-Smith need some excitement and drama in your lives to break up the monotony of being stuck in these four walls for 90% of the day. Well, you can't blame me. Whoever thought an apocalypse could be so boring? I admit it. I am bored. 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 Bored of the same old daily routine. Bored of the same sodden news reports day after day. I want some excitement. We can't all be as easily pleased as Gillian Sodden Hampson when she gets a wink off the zealous celebrity Jimmy Rich on her way to the yoga. Also, what is up with that? Xenophobic as shit, but takes up yoga. Surely she should have taken up some good old-fashioned British pursuit, like queuing for bowls of gruel in the freezing cold for five hours. Or tennis. Which just feels like queuing for gruel for five hours. <laughs> Anyway, I still think Linda's right about Khan being a spy. You might be right, Jack. You might just be right. Another fantastic day of answering phones done. I don't miss my old life in broadcast journalism at all. No siree. Give me a hundred calls from people angry that their 20-year-old TVs won't turn on any day. (sighs) I'm just being facetious because I'm tired. I'm one of the lucky ones, I guess. At least I have a job. Oh, there's Dan. Man, he looks like shit. Hey, Dan, can you hold the door? Oh, sorry. Hey, Cara. The guy looks like he's seen a ghost. Going up? Hmm? What? Well, usually when one gets in a lift, one chooses a button to go up or down. 
as nice as it is hanging out in the lobby with you and all. Oh, huh. of course. Uh, sorry, Corey. You know, I just, I'm just a bit. Is everything okay, Dan? You don't seem your usual chipper self. Um, yeah. I've just got some stuff that I need to, um, you know, the things that I've got to do, and, um, yeah, 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 I'm, I'm okay. It must be bad. Poor guy's not even wearing a tie. Could be 40 degrees out, and you could still count on Dapper Dan to be walking round in a three-piece suit and tie without a hair out of place. Well, this is me. See you, Dan. Good luck with the things and, and stuff. Hmm? Oh, yeah, thanks. Sorry. Bye, Cara. Well, that was weird. Didn't even offer to carry my bags. It's not very dapper of Dapper Dan. Not that I care or need to have my bags carried. Just wonder what his deal is. What the? Kara, what's happening? I don't know. It sounds like it's coming from upstairs. Who's bloody screaming? We can hear it from all the way at the other end of the corridor. It's upstairs. Let's go look. I'm going to go grab my hockey stick in case it's a... No time! Let's go! Screams sound like they're coming all the way from the fifth floor. Whatever's going on, it sounds serious. Whoa. Half the buildings here already? I can't... I can't quite see what's happening. Everyone's crowding around the lift doors. Source of the screams is Gillian Hampson, who's now sobbing into a foaming and shouting... Dead! Oh God, he's dead! Who's dead? We need to get to the front and see what's going on. Sorry, I just want to. Excuse me. Uh, could I just? Sorry. Excuse me. Sorry. Can can we just? It's Dapper Dan. He's been stabbed in the back. Just lie in there. Face down in a in a crimson pool of his own blood, while while the lift doors open and slowly close on his crumpled body. Oh Jesus! Someone get Mr. Khan! How? We know he was only there a minute ago. Could someone kill him in that time? God, poor Dan. Someone, get me something to prop this door open, will you? Mr Khan moves over to the body and puts his foot in the lift doors to stop them from closing again. What? 
What's happened? You've been listening to Gather the Suspects. In episode one, the suspects were Beth and Reese as Cara, James Morgan as Jack, Edward Llewellyn as Geraint, Boggy Bondor as Veronica, Erin Pinnell as Alex, Richard Wilde as Mr. Hampson, Corinne Strickett as Mrs. Hampson, Tian Pham as Mr. Khan and Rishi, Magnus Carlson as Will. Jonathan Evans as Dapper Dan and James. Other voices were provided by Wojciech Matras. Gather the Suspects was written and directed by Jonathan Evans, with sound design and audio production by Luke Wilhelm. Follow us on Twitter at gtsus underscore pod for updates on the show. And remember to hit subscribe in your favourite podcast app to be notified each time we release a new episode. Transcripts of the show can be found on our website and in the episode descriptions. Next time, episode two, The Not-So-Dapper Death of Dapper Dan Harris.